It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 244, entitled Change the Names, Dennis. It was recorded on Monday, the 13th of April, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and today I'm joined by three fabulous guests. I'm joined by Kathy Zant, by Maestro Stevens, and also by Mike Demo. We have a really interesting conversation, which goes off in a lot of different tangents today. But it's WordPress mainly. We talk about the WordPress roadmap, which is coming up during the course of 2023. We talk about whether or not it's okay for plugin developers to change their pricing. And also we talk about the plugin review team and if it's overworked and whether it should be a paid for position. We also talk about the WP Community Collective. I've got some events coming up this week, WS Forms demo and the UIUX chat that I have with Peach and Eri each week. We get into how you should price your plugins and if $20 is a little bit too much to ask for an unlimited license per year. Plugin news in other directions, Main WP have partnered with Jetpack. Jetpack has also added in some Mastodon sharing buttons, and we go into the whole Twitter versus Mastodon debate. And then we also talk about a whole bunch of WordPress events which are coming up. There is Cloudfest, there's WordCamp Phoenix, and there's also Cadence Amplify. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WPBuilds. Hello there, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Very nice to have you with us. We are WP Builds and we are on the This Week in WordPress episode number 244. Crikey. Um, joined as always by some fabulous, fabulous guests. We're going to have a chat about the WordPressy stuff and a few other bits and pieces as well, including the uh, the British government deciding that internet security is it's not worth having, um, but we'll get get onto all of that a little bit later. Let's go round the panel and introduce the guests. First off, let's say hi to Kathy. How are you doing, Kathy? I'm doing very well. So good to be back. You have a lot going on in the next few days, by, by the looks I of the do. things that you posted in the show notes. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Kathy is. Um, well, I, <laughs> I love your uh, your little bio that you put in here. Kathy is the director of marketing for Cadence. You'll find out more about that in a minute. But she's also very much into security and hacker culture, which we'll find out more about in a minute. She's speaking at WordCamp Phoenix, which we'll find out more about in a minute, um, on March the 24th. And she's running a single day event called Cadence Academy, which, yeah, you get the idea. It's later this week, March the 16th. Maestro, we'll talk about him in a minute. We'll be speaking there. And what a segue that is. Kathy, that's just full of good stuff. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Got a front, you know, director of marketing. I got a front load with everything I'm doing, right? Yeah, that was a great, great bio. That's great. And uh, well, thanks for joining us once again. I really appreciate it. Um, First timer, Maestro, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. 
I'm feeling great. Excited. Thank you for having me, Nathan. I appreciate it. You are so very welcome. Maestro is, well, Maestro Stevens is a highly skilled marketer, webmaster, and founder of the Iconic Expressions Creative Agency. He's got eight years of experience in areas such as marketing strategy, brand strategy, web development, and project management. He's also the proud, a proud father and enjoys using technology and strategies to simplify life and cooking, reading, and traveling. In 2022, Maestro developed a template platform under his agency called Iconic Templates, which focuses on creating free and premium templates for WordPress users. What? what a, you're busy as well. <laughs> yeah, we should really get you on the podcast at some point to talk about all those templates. That would be really, really great. I appreciate having you with us. That's fabulous. Thanks for joining us. And Mike, how are you doing? Mike Demo. Good. Thanks. You're, you're very welcome. Mike has gone for the totally the antithesis of the long and complex uh, bio. Mike's <laughs> gone dead short, which is kind of fun. He is the head of partners at Codable. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. And I've got to say, I'm loving the glasses. I don't know if it's intentional or not, but the the way that the uh, the the you know the glasses are mirroring what's on the screen, it just makes you. I don't know. There's just something a bit cool about it. Like, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, they're my new uh, Gunner blue black blocking glasses. So they do reflect quite a bit, but they're yeah, really they look, good for uh, In this more. scenario, I think it's perfect. Yeah, thank you. So three great guests. Thanks for joining us. Um, and just a few bits and pieces. If you're joining us live anywhere, the best place to do that is wpbuilds.com forward slash live. Uh, in fact, stop what you're doing. Put your banana down. And go and go and tweet that to somebody or go onto Facebook and say, come and join us, wpbuilds.com forward slash I forgot my live. banana. I, no, no, I didn't know, know I did about not. the banana. I actually got a really rumbly stomach about two minutes before we kicked off, so I ran and got a banana. I shall be eating it during the show. Um, but if you want to go and share that, I'd really appreciate it. It's always nice when people come in, drop comments and all of that kind of stuff. That's really nice. So wpbuilds.com forward slash live. If for some reason you're on Facebook and you're joining us, there's a little hoop you've got to go through. If you don't want to be anonymous, you've got to go to chat.restream.io forward slash FB. It's on the screen, chat.restream.io forward slash FB and give Restream permission to... Um, just tell us who you are. But yeah, go share that. That'd be really nice. Appreciate that. Okie dokie. Right. We got some chat. It always kicks off the chat, doesn't it? Right at the beginning. So Rob Cairns joining us. Might as well do these at the beginning. Good morning. Happy Monday. The best way to start the week off is this week in WordPress. Oh, it's not starting the week though, is it, Rob? Some of us have been up for several hours now, you know. Only just saying. Um, Michelle Frechette says, good morning from... Oh, she's getting into the weather forecast. Look at this. The overcast Rochester, New York, where the temperature is 35 degrees, 1 degree centigrade. I can win. I can win the temperature war. Today in the UK, where I am, it's minus 6. Oh, so wow. mm, there you go. But yes, lovely to have you, Michelle. We'll be talking about you. You're on an event that we're going to mention a bit later. We've also, oh, Michelle, are you coming with Peter? Da, 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 da. I'll leave them to have their private chat. Um, good evening from the Philippines. Very cool. Thanks, O'Neill. 
Uh, <laughs> look at it. Everybody does the weather now. What Peter started something off 25 degrees. Yeah, that's cool. This is the guy that started it all off. Peter Ingersoll drops in every single week and he just drops the weather report. Now everybody's doing it. Hello from Connecticut. 39 degrees Fahrenheit, 4 degrees centigrade. We're expecting rain, snow, and heavy winds. <laughs> Nor'easter is heading our way. Power outages are expected. Courtney's joining us. We're going to talk about you, Courtney, a bit later. Yay, Monday, North America changes clocks. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. You did that already? Yeah. It, it, messed up, it messed up my calendar invite for today. That's yeah. I calculated it last week, and then I was like, these don't match anymore, which is why I sent you the DM. <laughs> That's total chaos, though, because we do the same thing, right? We do this daylight saving thing, but ours is in, I think it's in like four weeks or something. So we'll have this four-week period where everything's totally either truncated or, you know, compressed. That's so – I mean, we could – I think it's a bit of a bizarre idea, but we could at least knock our heads together and do it at the same time. It was started in the UK. I don't mean it was started in the UK. I don't know where it began. But in the UK, it was done so that farmers could go to church on Sunday in daylight. There you go. There's your fact for the week. Right. Enough nonsense. Let's get on with the WordPressy stuff. Just going to share my screen. Excuse the self-promotion, but, you know, why not? WPBuilds.com. This is our website. It looks slightly different this week. You probably can't even spot it. But I spent about two days last week trying to get the whole website over to Blocks. Prior to that, it was on a page builder. And I decided, right, it's time so I converted the whole site more or less page by page over to blocks. And so I have a request. If you stumble across a page which is clearly decimated, then please let me know. Go to the contact form and just tell me which page is decimated because there will be pages. There's too many for me to keep up with. And uh, I'd appreciate that. So this is us. If you want to subscribe, hit this form at the front and uh, subscribe. And we'll send you two emails each week about the content that we produce. This is one of them by the way. And a couple of events which are coming up this week. I've got a chat um, with Mark Mark Westgard, who is the founder and developer of WS Form. We're going to be chatting on Wednesday at 4pm UK time, 12pm Eastern, 9am Pacific. Uh, he's just going to demo the product and show people what it can do. He's got some prizes lined up. So if for no other reason you want to have a go at winning some WS form licenses, which I presume is what he's bringing. I don't know, maybe something else. Who knows? But I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is. Join us for that. It'll be on the same URL as this, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And yet another one this week, but this is tomorrow. This is me and Peacher, Peacher Neri doing our URUX show. We do it each month. And the date for the next one is tomorrow. It's at 3 p.m. UK time. Same URL, always the same, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And if you fancy submitting your site, you can do it on this form. So, yeah, there we go. All right, self-promotion over. Okay. Right, let's kick off. WP Roadmap. This is a really good article. It's over on wp.org forward slash about forward slash roadmap. And it is um, essentially trying to sum up what's going to be happening within the next eight or nine months, encapsulating 2023. It talks about the fact that we've moved over from stage two, which was Gutenberg and full site editing, into stage three, which is collaboration. Think Google Docs and how that's going to be taking over the reins of all of the all of the efforts, really. But there's quite a lot of other stuff. In terms of the CMS, there's going to be a lot of work done on the APIs, Openverse search in core. The navigation block is going to get some more work. 
Um, media management, who doesn't want the media library to look slightly different? I think we can all agree on that. Um, simplify the release process, PHP 8.2, and a, one more thing. In terms of the community, trying to reinvigorate events after the pandemic. I, honestly, I feel that they're like back to where they always were, in all honesty, but yep. That's the idea. Um, holistic com contributor onboarding, refinement of polyglots tools. I'm guessing this is in preparation for phase four of Gutenberg, which is all going to be to do with multilingual sites. Um, and a few other things, including um, more, more learn materials and so on and so forth. Development of canonical plugins, which is really interesting. And then in terms of the ecosystem, WordPress playground. This is the notion that you can run WordPress, I believe, in a browser without any need for a server, which is kind of fun. Simplify the release cycle. I don't know what this means. I don't even know what this sentence means. Create a WordPress brand discipline. What it, what does that mean? Um, but that's going to happen as well. And various other things. But you can see the release cycle dates here. 6.2 is just literally uh, 15 days away. It's going to be heading to you on the 28th of March. August 6.3, mooted, and 6.4 in November. So it was an awful lot on there. I've really paraphrased it terribly. But um, Maestro, Mike, and Kathy, the drill here is when I finish talking, you all just interrupt each other <laughs> and cross-talk and all of that. So anybody who wants to go first, you go for it. What do you think of this? I think there's a lot of great things coming down the pike and I, I'm most excited about being able to collaborate right within WordPress. That's been the one thing that's kept me developing content in Google Docs is because I am working with so many other team members here at Stellar and I want feedback. I need to give feedback and there's so much collaboration that has to happen. So all of that's happening in Google Docs and then we port it over to WordPress. It would be really great to have that right within the dashboard and then to be able to do design with blocks doing that too. Just, I, I feel like it's really going to change how, it's going to change how I work with WordPress. So I'm very excited about it. Do you collaborate in a sort of team or do you tend to make content all by yourself and you know, just get it published by somebody else, you know? Yeah. So what typically happens is we'll have content to signed out. Somebody's writing something and then I'll jump in, give feedback, um, add some things. And sometimes, I mean, there've been instances where like something noteworthy or newsworthy is happening and, all right, we got to put something out about this. Everybody jump in the doc. And so there'd be like three people, like you write the intro, you write the conclusion and everybody's, it's really kind of fun to see because you have all these colors going and um, people are commenting right in the doc. It's almost like everybody's um, sort of maybe even whiteboarding together in, in a doc, right? So if you have to get something out really fast, we divvy up the responsibilities and, and create the content that way. But I could see, you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, like with the Cadence Amplify page you were looking at, um, we had a number of people working on that, but we had to wait till, you know, some per somebody's working on it and we're all locked out. We can't be in there together working on it. So those types of things kind of preclude really fast development or fast content generation within WordPress. And so we've been leveraging Google Docs in order to do that kind of stuff. It's kind of curious that until now, Google Docs for collaboration, well, actually, still now, Google Docs for collaboration is like miles ahead 
of exactly. WordPress. I mean, it's just absolutely miles. Just that ability to watch somebody else typing and, you know, you can even have almost like a conversation with them. But if WordPress pull this off, I f- maybe this is overdoing it, but I feel that the block editor will become superior to Google Docs. If you can have that collaborative editing, commenting, plus all the blocks and the ability, I don't know, take a paragraph and shove it up to the top or suddenly you know, without having to highlight all of it, turn that paragraph into an H2 or make that into a list or whatever it might be. I feel that it's going to be pretty cool. So, yeah, Cathy, that's a great point. Maestro or Mike, anything on that? Um, I, you know, as far as talking to collaboration, it's something that will be used by, I think, minority of users, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the pub, the true publishers um, uh, on WordPress. So, you know, that's the thing is, you know, I think it's going to be a very useful uh, tool. I don't think it's going to be used by the vast majority of WordPress sites. That doesn't mean I don't think it's worth doing. And I don't think that we uh, can make it better. Um, you know, it's the the content publishers, I think we'll get a lot of use out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but SMBs and things, I don't think we'll, you know, we'll mess with it um, a lot. But that being said, it's good to see, you know, uh, any of the publishing writing go in a good direction. I'm more excited about the PHP 8.2 support. Okay. Because right now the most common PHP version is 7.4. And 7.4 is currently on security fix only. Yeah. And so, and that's set to end at the end of this year. And so being able for WordPress to support 8.2 and more importantly, I think WordPress can take the lead because historically WordPress has not taken the lead to forcing PHP um, support um, versus some of the other open source CMSs. I think that's going to pull the um, hosts along because I think a lot of hosts will really drag their feet on the 7.4 to 8 jump as long as they humanly can. But if WordPress doesn't allow the the seven PHP seven series anymore and forces you to be on PHP eight. I think that's going to make sure a lot of hosts come along with it. It's very similar to, you know, what Joomla did back in, I think it was PHP six back in the day as the first host that mandated PHP six um, before WordPress did. So um, I think the 8.2 support is going to be pretty good because it's kind of scary when the most common version of PHP is technically at end of life right now. Yeah, thank thank you. That's a really interesting um, interesting contribution. Yeah, so eight point two for you, uh, Google Doc style editing for Kathy Maestro. Which of those pieces do you like the best? I would say Mike has a point um, when it comes to the users uh, adopting the collaboration, you know, functionality. But I would double down with Kathy and say it's something that I've been waiting for. I'm excited for um, when it comes to collaborating. Or when it comes to updating a page, I think it could get really annoying when you do have to figure out. So imagine, you know, you ever been in that situation where you're getting ready to walk through a door and somebody else is with you and you're like, oh, no, you go. No, no, you go. Wait, no, you go. No, no, you go. Oh, no, you go. And then you both go and you both get to the door. That's how it's been for me and my team when it comes like, who's going to go at what time? And then when is that person done? And then, yeah. So I just feel like it's just one of those situations where, yeah, it's going to be a small group of people, as Mike said, but as Kathy mentioned, it's something I've been anticipating for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's hysterical. I hadn't really given that a lot of thought, but the, just it's the idea that you have to go to a third-party platform, like a messaging app, 
if somebody or email, if somebody's editing a post to say, are you finished? And usually they finish and just left the tab open. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll come out. And then in you go, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Or you can obviously kick them out. But, um, yeah, okay. So the collaborative editing really gets the... Uh, gets the bit I, I, for me I, my the site that i just put over to blocks i used a classic theme uh so i've still got a theme with using the customizer because of the sort of navigation stuff i just feel that the navigation block in wordpress core doesn't quite live up to what themes can you know an, an old classic theme could do and all the options that might live in there and so i'm kind of curious to see how the navigation block turns out and whether i can make a header which does all of the things that i want it to do so all of that kind of stuff is interesting. But yeah, rebooting community events, that all sounds good. And thank you to Neil. Um, hello, Neil. I don't Have we met before? I'm not sure. You might be new to the show. Uh, wasn't the brand discipline something to do with standardizing the dashboard? Oh, okay. Yeah, that rings a bell. So having notifications that look the same as all the other notifications and having guidelines. I mean, I think on the whole, most people adhere to that, but there's definitely some modeling up there, isn't there? And Peter says, uh, I'm always interested in the numbers and how it may set priorities. To Mike's point, I'm curious how many will benefit from collaboration. I'll tell you what, if Mike's right, it'll be a lot of work. Um, and let's hope that people start using it because I do feel that the technical barriers to that are really, really, really challenging, especially if you're on like a super duper affordable hosting, shall we say, which probably hasn't got a lot of grunt. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And Nomad Skateboarding. Hello. Uh, I see the collaboration between, sorry, I see the collaboration being used by a large number of users. So interesting disagreement there. For myself, I'll be using it to show others how to do it, working in real time to create instead of Zoom support info. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, you've got a fair little bit of time. We've got until the end of the year for all that to roll out, but some of it coming sooner than others. That was at wordpress.org forward slash about forward slash roadmap. Right. Time for a bit of WP drama. It's important to throw that in each week. Uh, this was a, I don't know where this came from. It probably came from Twitter. Don't shoot the messenger. This was an article from Themecraft, spelt with a K, so T-H-E-M-E-K-R-A-F-T. And they had an article this week called Open Letter to the WordPress Community Concerning the Plugin Review Team and Review Process. And I'll just quote the first line, which gives you a tenor of how it all goes. We feel it's time to write about our experiences with the repository of WordPress.org and also to get feedback and share experiences from others in the overall community. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We believe something is deeply wrong inside the WordPress plugin review process and the team. And then they go on in quite a lot of detail, I might add. Uh, they really tried to make the case that um, that essentially the WordPress plugin the plugin review team uh, can pull uh, plugins at a moment's notice. They don't give you any warning necessarily. Uh, you have to fix the plugin for the, the reasons that they've highlighted. And then you've got to begin the whole review process again. So if it took you three weeks previously, it might take you another month to get your plugin back in the WordPress.org repo. And they make the point that, you know, this really upsets all of our business model. Our team are sort of sitting around. They can't, they can no longer necessarily work on things. The plugin itself is not getting updated across websites. So if it's a security problem, well, everybody's stock on the old insecure version until it's released, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they sort of have a go at the theme review team, not individually, not like naming names, but they post screenshots, which 
kind of name names. And I read through some of this, and I, I'm not sure that I get their point about how impolite the team were. The bits that I read, it really did feel like the theme review team were trying extremely hard to explain themselves and be as polite as possible. Anyway, I thought this was an interesting article to mention. You know, maybe there is something broken there. If the theme review team can literally pull the rug out from under you, and all of the SEO and everything is important to your business, that's got to be of concern. And if it takes weeks and weeks and weeks to get back up and running, then that could, I suppose, undermine your business. I don't know if any of you three had a chance to read this, but uh, yeah, WP Drama, woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, I, I read it pretty much in depth myself. Um, and I would say I have a different take maybe when it comes to what I got from it as far as the the dynamic between the conversation. Um, I feel like it started off really, really warm and then it got a little colder as the conversation progressed. Yeah. Um, I can definitely understand something that wasn't mentioned when you were kind of given the description of the reasons why it was um, just a financial standpoint, you know, if they're looking to to monetize um, their plugin or looking to you know feed their families, feed themselves, and this is the way that they need to do it. That that process of having to go back and forth uh, for like minor things um, is really really huge. Um, and I think that based on them wanting to bring it up, but at the same time, the WordPress review team giving them some feedback on this is how our process is, but giving them more explanation on hey, we're a team of two. Um, and, and matter of fact, not just we're a team of two, hey, we're volunteers and we're not just volunteers. This is a rigorous, hard situ- like process. So that's why people are kind of coming on and dropping off and coming on and dropping off because it's not easy to handle all of this. So as I was reading, I'm getting more context behind the conversation of why maybe um, they're just kind of backed up and they need more help. So I think it creates a bigger problem than just this scenario that we're talking about here that I've heard in many other conversations, especially at word camps instead of the word. Um, but I really hope that they, you know, figure something out. They were trying to be as polite as possible. Uh, but at the same time, there were a little bit, you know, the situation where you get a little bit snappy while you're trying to be nice. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I, I started to see that, like they were getting annoyed and I can feel that pressure. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'm desperately trying to find this bit now where I thought it sounded, yeah, really bend over backwards polite. I'm really, I can't find it now, so I'm just going to give up. Kathy, Mike, anything on this? I have a few friends who have volunteered to be, like, let me be a part of the team. Let me take some of that workload off of you. And they have not been invited to do so. That being said, I have a lot of compassion for the plugins team. 60,000 plugins is an almost insurmountable amount for two people to manage. And I think the team needs to expand. Um, A lot of what makes WordPress successful is its extensibility. It is the plugins. The plugins make WordPress. If I didn't want to put a learn and management system or e-commerce or control things and and extend WordPress in the way that I wanted. And I just wanted a, a plain old website and I didn't care about SEO and all the other stuff. Wix, Squarespace, there's lots of people who go that route because they don't want the extensibility, but our audience wants it. And to have a plugin that you are relying on for, let's say, e-commerce or, or something that's like so 
fundamental to what you're doing with your website be kind of up in the air because it's closed by the plugins team and you have no idea what's going on. It just adds this insecurity and this unsettlement in so many people. And it's not about the plugin author. It's about the people who are using that plugin. If your plugin's closed, you know, there's a lot of security firms and security security um, experts will tell you, you need to uninstall that until you know what's going on just for security's sake, if you really want to keep your site secure. And think about it, your whole site is dependent upon this one plugin that's now closed by this team. You don't know why. And your business is shut down. You can't take any commerce in. It's It puts people in a very precarious situation. So I'm hoping that the .org team take a look at the plugin, how those things are managed. This is not a criticism of anybody on that team. This is just I, you guys need some help. <laughs> it shouldn't be, it shouldn't, it shouldn't fall all on you. And there needs to, I think there needs to be a change to help the plugins team do a better job so that it is good for everybody who uses WordPress. Yeah, I missed that piece right at the beginning, but they do mention in the article that they they believe, and I'm not sure if that's if it's truly the case, that there are only two people who are essentially given the responsibility have the keys to the kingdom on the review team i don't know the truth of that but um if like you say kathy people who are capable of carrying out those reviews have offered to help and that's fallen on deaf ears maybe that's something um maybe that's something to look at in the future uh i'd like to i'd like to <laughs> mention uh adam thank you for your for your preciseness shall we say <laughs> WP, the kitchen sink, 60,687 plugins to be exact. That is rather a lot to manage. Uh, and thank you for this bit of context as well. No matter skateboarding, the main person is retiring in a couple of weeks. Okay, so that'll be interesting. I wonder if that shakes things up a bit as well. Mike, anything to add to this or shall we move on? Uh, yeah, a lot to add to it. Um, uh, First off, as far as, um, you know, people volunteering for different teams, it's not just a plugin team issue. It's hard and open source to volunteer. I don't care what CMS you're talking about, Joomla, Drupal, WordPress. It's hard to break in, especially if you don't know people. Um, so, you know, we have a whole onboarding issue for new people and it's gotten better over the last couple of years, but it's still pretty daunting for someone to, you know, volunteer in a team. Um, secondly, um, you know, this article talks about that being on the plugin re repository is a requirement, just like the Google app store or the iOS, you know, store, Google play store, or the iOS app store. It's not the same. You can easily self-install by default without having to do anything different on your WordPress site to install a non-listed, uh, plugin. Unlike Android, where you have to like change a setting or jailbreak an iPhone. So it's it's not the same. You don't need to be listed on the plugin repo. I understand it's a it's a, there's a lot of value to it, but the sandbox, you know, we're, you're playing in there. If you're a plugin dev, you're playing in their sandbox. You're playing it, you know, and it's volunteers right now, and you have to respect that. And yeah, it might suck. It might be stressful, but there's, you know, there's not a lot that, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, you should try to f work on ways to communicate with your customers outside of the repo and do things like that. I understand it's not easy, but it's not a requirement. You can sell your plugin just fine without being on the repo if you choose to. Um, 
so and the the situation is what the situation is i firmly believe and i've thought this i've been saying this ever since you know i first volunteered for the Jumal project i think there should be you know the extension directory on joomla or the you know the plugin reap on wordpress i firmly believe those positions should be paid because the only way to require people to hit service level agreements or slas is to pay them but you can't force a volunteer to do 20 plugin reviews a week or i'm just making up numbers i'm not yeah on yeah this team. yeah um unless you pay them and then on the flip side of that I think there should be a listing model where plugin devs need to pay a small fee to list their plugin, and you can maybe pay more if you want that review to be expedited. Um, and you know, it could be as low as five dollars goes to the WordPress Foundation or something um, to get listed, um, and that could help offset the cost of people doing the reviews. I I understand that's probably an unpopular opinion, but the best way to have the SLA be something that's you know, it, you can count on is to put money behind it. Quite frankly, it's the only way um, that you can make sure that those standards get hit because it's really hard to force a volunteer to hit certain SLAs when they're a volunteer because they're a volunteer and and they're doing the best they can. Um, so, yeah. That's kind of uh, that's that, that's really interesting, and I I swear I've never even had that thought before. But I can see Kathy's head nodding yeah. up and down. Yeah, I, I agree that it would be a hard sell into the community, wouldn't it, with some kind of fee model? But if you pegged that number really low, um, sixty thousand lots of five dollars is still not a lot of money. But it starts to hit. It starts to hit the kind of amount of money that would pay some something towards the salaries. And I that is the piece that I really like, Mike. I do like the idea of having those people paid. There's obviously some kind of agreement, how many they've got to get through, what hours they're working and all of that kind of stuff, 40 hours a week, whatever it may be. Yeah, that could really, hmm, that's really good food for thought. Kathy, you were nodding, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, I think a change needs to happen. I, I the, the current model isn't working, right? And so I, Mike's got some really great ideas to make it work for everyone. You know, I mean, look at Gravity Forms. They're not on the repo at all. Extremely powerful plugin. Extremely powerful form. Like you could do so much with Gravity Forms. And it's a successful business model. Not on the repo. But the repo is so it's it's so valuable for someone who's just coming into WordPress and isn't quite because you because when you when you choose a plugin you're like choosing this is where I'm going to lock my business in a lot of ways right if you're doing WooCommerce and then all of a sudden you want to switch to another commerce plugin or something you're locked it's kind of hard to do that so you're making some very important decisions and there's so many resources on the repo that helps you understand you know what other experiences are people having with this um how well is it rated reviews on um, the support that happens the free support that happens there um there's there's so going back in time and seeing like well what functionality changed like three versions ago and being able to like go into advanced and pull that kind of information all of that stuff is really helpful for a new user to wordpress to understand what they're getting themselves into when they choose a plugin so i i think it's worth investing in um and it's worth um expanding our um management of as a community do you remember when Log4j, this was going back probably about, eight, I don't know, a year ago or something, there was this little bit of code which was 
basically holding the whole internet together and there was a vulnerability discovered and there's just this one guy who yeah. manages it and he's just doing it on a voluntary basis and the whole internet was in turmoil because this guy had the keys to that that code and it, it, it i think at that point people started to question mm, is the whole voluntary basis thing always the best solution and in some cases i think maybe it's not yeah, Kathy, good point about the, you know, you don't have to be on the repo. The the point in the article was that that's their way in, isn't it? They SEO themselves through the WordPress.org repo, then get people to upgrade, visit their website and so on. So for them, it's it's causing a real problem. But yeah, yeah Mike, that I get it. I get it. Good idea. Kathy, go on. Sorry. Yeah, that, that model's worked really well for a lot of people. But like if you're starting a plugin right now and let's say, gosh, pick it, pick a a niche that of WordPress, let's pick on forms. Um, there's so many forms plugins, right? And there's a, a way in, you can do a free version that's freemium and, and there's upgrades or whatever. Um, but that's not the only way. And there's so many different types of ways to build forms with WordPress. Now, how do you, you're not going to be able to rely on the repo itself. So uh, to the person who wrote this article saying, well, this is the only way we'll ever be successful. Yeah. Maybe 10 years ago, but I don't think anymore. I think there's so many other ways to market your, your software. This this image sums up what I was talking about. It's just the perfect image. So this is this is the entire internet, everything. <laughs> and this this little piece of Lego down here is log4j. So, so you know, and it goes wrong. And yeah, you can imagine what happens to everything above it. It's a bit like that with this review team, isn't it? If the review team's not working, all of this other stuff stacked on top of it, all the other bits and pieces that come along for the ride don't really work as well. A couple of comments on this. Thank you to Courtney. She says. Uh, GoDaddy has allocated hours from a staff member to on to onboard to plugin review beginning a month ago. Okay, so that's that's new, is it? That's that you've GoDaddy have allocated a member of staff in the last month, so that's a new thing. Okay, thank you for that. Thanks, Courtney. And Peter Ingersoll says, for me, this is a great example of where priorities should be considered. Millions of users don't forget DIYers rely on things that a few volunteers shoulder. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. Do you know? I'd, fascinated with that thought Mike and genuinely that's never occurred to me before hmm I'm going to scratch my head some more about that when we finish this when so sort of carrying this on a little bit this is a github repo that came in I, again I've no idea how this came across my radar this week um this is I feel I don't really know where to go with this so there's a there's a guy who's had a plugin um which has been freely available on github aka you can sideload it you don't need the repository but he's had it there for absolutely ages. And it was a GitHub API plugin. So it enabled you to, uh, to refresh your GitHub um, repo. The plugin could refresh and, I guess, suck consume stuff out of it. I'm not really sure. But this, over the last week or so, since January, he's decided that some, some of those features, uh, he needs to make a bit of money from it. You know, he's got this plugin. It's been used loads and loads of times. And so the faux pas that he's made in the eyes of his users is that he stripped out a feature which has been free forever in this plugin. And he's charged $20 a year for unlimited sites, right? And and you can imagine the way the conversation goes, you know, blah, this is outrageous. You know, you can't possibly do this. If something was free, it should be free forever kind of thing. I mean, it, it was a bit more nuanced than that. But I, I had a little bit of a pang of um, sympathy for the developer in the sense that 
it was a bit like that Log4j image that we just saw. Well, if he can't afford to carry on developing it, then the whole thing will just collapse anyway. He's going to step away, get disinterested, stop doing it. If he gets his $20 a year from each of you, maybe he'll be able to carry on and perhaps even increase it. So I don't know. This this is such a dilemma. Do you pay for things? Do you not? Is it allowed to take out features from people who are using things already? The GitHub repo is uh, under the name of, well, you can see it there, it's Afrogen, and his plugin is called Git Updater, uh, and you can see the thread. But, uh, yeah, I was really torn. Yeah. I thought to myself, okay, if he was charging $1,000, then all my sympathy sort of starts to evaporate. But it feels that $20 for unlimited sites a year, I'm, that really puts me on the side of, yeah, I got, I got your back. I, I have a lot so of sympathy for you. Yeah. So th this is Andy. So Andy's a Andy, good friend. Of yeah. So click click his name and click sponsor for me. Uh, yeah, the sponsor. The sponsor. Yeah. No. Yeah. There you go. You got. He only has seven current sponsors, and he's only had six current sponsors in the past. This is your issue. We in open source keep thinking it's free as in beer. I am so sick of open source people thinking that. Open source means free as in monetary. That's not a requirement to be open source. It's just an option that a lot of people take. Plus, because it's open source, if you really cared that much, you could pay the 20 bucks and you know get get the full code base and fork it. You're just not allowed to use any uh, thing that's not covered under the license, such as you know CSS or brand name trademarks. Um, but yeah, I. I, I get so sick of open source people thinking everything should be free. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I've just read his bio. Uh, it says, hi, I'm Andy Fragan. I think that's yep. how you pronounce it. I'm a trauma acute care surgeon. What? Yeah, it's he's a like surgeon a in Southern California. No, yeah. no, no. That's so great. He just does this in his spare time. <laughs> he's, a, he's a surgeon. <laughs> that's brilliant. I'm so pleased I read that. That's so good. And you guys know him, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> ah, that's he's even very better. active in in the Southern California slash Arizona oh, okay, uh, community so, over there. So he'll probably be at a, at WordCamp Phoenix. So I, I didn't realize he's an amazing person. Yeah, I'm I, okay. This is wonderful because I didn't realize a so ha, complete. Um, what's it? Full disclosure. <laughs> I didn't know that you knew him at all. But it kind of makes me feel good because I was kind of going a bit liberal on this, sort of sitting on the fence, understanding it from one side, understanding it from the other. Now that um, now that you've given me some context, I see that he's just he's like this surgeon, you know, he's given his life over to help trauma patients. It does kind of feel like, you know, he's going he's bending over backwards, twenty dollars a year. And as Mike says, OK, if you pay the twenty dollars, fork it, it's yours. You can do what you like with it so long as you give, you know, the a proper accreditation. Um, oh, this is such an interesting and then, debate. And then you can make it, and then you can make it free. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um, but the the bit that people were trying to say, and they were getting a bit antsy about it, was you're taking away something that we've used forever, you know, and, and all of that. And I, I, yeah, it's his product, I guess. He can do what he likes with it. But it, it's a thorny debate. Uh, sorry, Maestro. I feel like we've just hijacked the whole conversation, and you've not had a chance to speak. If you've got anything on this, please butt in now. No, no, I agree with uh, everything Mike was saying. I, unlike um, Kathy and Mike, I don't really know him um, at all. But to the sentiments of your point, yeah, definitely think that after you know you put a lot of time and effort into this, um, twenty bucks 
my opinion. I know it's controversial. I know it is. I mean, yeah, I know it is. Like, right, two dollars is controversial these days for when you're expecting free. It's just weird. Uh, but um, that whole notion, I think, it goes back to just being able to like. It's like you have to work to work. Like, you can't be a volunteer if you don't already have, unless you're retired and you have some income coming in, it's like, it's very hard to, to either be a volunteer or to do something for free when you don't have income coming in. So fortunately, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a surgeon. That's a beautiful thing. Right? I'm assuming <laughs> he's not making a little bit of money. I'm assuming he's making a decent <laughs> amount of some cash here in order to be able to do what he's doing. However, I think it could go to two sides because now that um, it's been exposed of, you know, I'm not sure if people are actually going to his page like what Mike did, right? But I can see some people using that against him too. Oh, well, you're well off making all this money. Why do you have to be free, yeah. right? That's how we work sometimes in the world, right? Oh, you're already good. Why Why do you need to, why you need more money for this? So I can see that being used against him in some in some ways, but at the same time, I completely agree with the fact that 120 bucks is not a lot. He's been doing this for free for a long time. I get how people feel when it comes to having a gated uh, access when it's time to pay and they've been getting it for free for a long time because it's like you know once you've, you've been used to what you've been using um you don't want to you know you don't want to have to adopt the changes but um kathy and mike made both great points i feel bad for the dude now <laughs> that i see yeah. more yeah. information about it you know people are complaining but I think yeah to, to be fair the complaints never got into like personal abuse or anything there was no there was none of that but it but it did stray into the it, it did there was some language used in there you know which was kind of maybe stepping over some lines but honestly I, I have so much respect for somebody who a is a surgeon and b finds time in the evening presumably to just sort of throw a plug in together and you know have a completely different career bravo andy fragan that's just amazing and uh yeah, yeah. But, it, but if he had 100 sponsors he probably wouldn't have started charging for this yeah you know what i mean interesting and it goes back to give back to the code you're using I've always recommended for years for agencies add an optional 10% line on all your invoices for open source contributions. Oh, I I've love never it. anyone oh, yeah. I recommend anyone I've recommended this to, and I've I, I've known dozens, if not hundreds, of people that have done this. I've never had anyone that's had a client Bach told me that a client's asked them to take that off, and then you can use that to contribute to WordPress, to contribute to the plugins, to the developers. Um, also. We also need to look past WordPress. There's the rest of the LAMP stack. Linux, Apache, MySQL, PHP. Um, You know, donate to those. Everyone loves the classic editor, but how many people have have, um, gotten a subscription to TinyMCE, which is what the classic editor is built on? Yeah. You know? Uh, so put your money where your mouth is. It's just run that by me one more time. So you're saying that if you've if you've like got a bunch of clients, um, when you build them. Add a line item at the bottom, a ten percent line a, item. Yeah, so if, that's if they, okay. Open open source fee because you can say you're saving all this money by not doing a proprietary or doing this from scratch. You know, we can take it off if you want. Blah blah blah. I I know dozens and dozens of people who do this that they've never had a client block at it ever. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, I love it. We're going to talk about the WP Community Collective a little bit later, and they've got this financial mod. Yeah, I guess at some point we've got to figure out where that money goes and who looks after it and all of that kind of stuff. But I guess if you're a, a freelancer or an agency or something, you can make that decision for yourself. Pick the pick the WordPress projects. Pick Andy. Do Andy. Give Andy <laughs> loads of cash. Um, so let's let's give him another shout out. So he is at 
github.com forward slash A Fragan, A F R A G E N. You can see it on the screen, but for those that are listening, uh, he's, act out that. he's active on post status too, so you okay. can find him there. Oh, this is well, I'm so pleased that that story came out. That's really interesting. I thought he handled it really well, and yeah, $20. You know, throw the throw the bone. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, right, there's a few comments surrounding that. I don't want to miss anything. Courtney's yeah. comments really good about how Andy helped her. Oh, great, lovely. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, Andy sat with me at WCUS and helped me put core trunk on my laptop. I've I've struggled with that for a decade uh, to contribute to the core team. Oh, I'm liking Andy more and more. <laughs> Get Andy on this show. Uh, Andy, the other Andy from uh, WP Kitchen Sing, he says, Andy is amazing. I presume you're talking about the Andy that we're talking about, not yourself. Um, working with open source software. This comes from Eat Paint Studio. Excellent name. Uh, working with open source software to earn a living. It's our social responsibility to enable the developers we rely on to support themselves. Oh, it's Emily. Thank you, Emily, from Chicago. Mike, you've hit a vein here. Everybody's in agreement. Um, it's definitely uh, nobody's arguing. Nathan, and yeah, it's a subject that's taboo, right? This one is really taboo. Yeah. yeah. Nathan, if you do get Andy on the show, I've been trying to get him to do a live stream of VR Surgeon Simulator for a fundraiser. So maybe you can. <laughs> he's got. I think that he's I got th a piece I of software called VR Surgeon. Simulator. No, it's a game. It's a oh, game you can get called, <laughs> sur called Surgeon Simulator, and I want him to play it on a live stream for like Big Orange Heart or something because I think that would be funny. Oh, nice. Um, okay. I haven't gotten him to agree to it though, but maybe oh. you can push him over. Well, the we'll edge see. Yeah, we'll see if we can dial, <laughs> dial that one in. That'd be great. Or the foundation yeah. Or WP, I'll just say Andy, the other Andy, the Andy in the chat. Uh, it's the tragedy of the commons. Yeah, the tragedy of the commons refers to the situation in which individuals with access to a public resource also a common act in their own interest and in doing so ultimately delete this dis deplete the resource this economic theory was first conceptualized in 1833 this is great we're getting a history lesson uh by british writer william forster lloyd Whoa. that was such an interesting chat uh thank you thanks for all of that i, would, I didn't know where that was going to go but it, it went in the right direction i'm pleased by that Okay, so we all know the state of tech at the minute. If you're working in, oh my goodness, I mean, the news about Silicon Valley and the banking system this week seems to have hit even this side of the pond. Um, layoffs have happened. I don't know if people are becoming more and more confident, but certainly layoffs have happened in the WordPress space as well as elsewhere. Michelle Frechette, who's in the chat, or at least she was, um, has put together an article on post status where she uh, outlines some WordPress layoff resources. So she's linked to a variety, seven different job boards and job links, uh, help with creating a resume, some areas where you can go and find help to search out jobs, uh, networking opportunities, uh, articles on how to make use of LinkedIn. If you like me, LinkedIn is just a I don't even begin to understand how that works. And also things like uh, your mental health. And Mike just mentioned top of the list there, Big Orange Heart, amongst some others. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully all of you guys have got secure jobs. But Michelle, thank you for putting this resource out there. Mike's obviously from Codable. Um, Mike, I'm just wondering if there's been a bit of an uptick in people coming your way, um, looking to have a different alternative new revenue stream 
Yeah, well, Cuttable, we've actually shut off applications two months huh. ago. Um, so because wow. we um, we accept about 2.8% of everyone that applies to us. Um, there's a waiting list. So you can go to codable.io slash apply and put your name on the waiting list, and then um, you'll be first when it reopens. Um, but we accept about 2.9% of everyone that goes to our vetting. Um, but we also, our goal is to make sure that we only onboard enough people that can work as much as they want to work. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to have not enough devs turn on enough. So we're still growing. We're good. You know, we're still getting lots of new clients, but at a different pace than we were over the last few years. Right. So um, we're just making sure that um, we have enough work for our current batch of experts before we open it up. But uh, we do have a waiting list. Um, we have a lot of people who are very interested. Mm. Um, in addition to those job boards, I would recommend the niche boards uh, product hunt is a great board to apply on. Hardly anyone applies off a of product hunt. So it's a great way to get your resume seen. Same with, um, you know, we work remotely is also a board, but, you know, smashing magazine, uh, you know, uh, power to fly, um, hacker X woman hack. So niche down as much as you can, um, on boards. And if you're looking to hire, I can't say enough good things about hiring on product hunt. Product Hunt only has a couple dozen job posts at any one time. So you get so much attention versus some of the other big boards out there. So um, that's what I always kind of recommend. Uh, General Assembly, we posted in the post status newsletter on Friday, um, just posted a state of hiring recruiting um, report last week. And there's a lot of interesting insights in there. Um, one of which is that diversity is not getting much better. Um, over these last few years because policies, you know, are wiping away any diversity sourcing that people are attempting to do. So I recommend checking out the General Assembly uh, recruiting report that came out last week. Um, Mike, if you've got the time, would you mind dropping, if you can find them, dropping the links to both of those in our little private chat thing, and I'll, I'll be sure to put them into the matching show notes. But uh, General Assembly and what? Uh, yeah, what was the other one? Uh, yeah, is the, is it just productcom and then yeah, is there like a forward slash job board or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Um, okay, I don't think there's, there's probably not a lot of commentary around that one, but thank you, Michelle. That's much appreciated. You can find that on poststatus.com. The piece is called, if you're looking at the screen, you can see it WordPress layoffs, some resources. So, yeah, thank you for doing that. Okay, I did a podcast episode on the WP Tavern this week with Say Reed and Courtney Robertson, who is in the comments. It was all about the WP Community Collective. We were talking about getting contributors paid. This is a really interesting initiative. It's like a double-fronted marketplace in a sense. WP Community Connective are hoping to stand in between people who've got money to sponsor but don't know where to sponsor and people who want to sponsor but don't have the capacity to sponsor. So the money flows through the WP Community Collective, and they have um, these, uh, I want to say fellowships. I'm not sure if I've used the right word there. We talked about this last week. But the idea is they're going to create fellowships for a particular thing. So the Accessibility Fellowship is the first one up. It's not fully funded yet, or at least it wasn't last week. But the idea being that um, somebody will fulfill that role and then any company that have got a little bit of money that they want to contribute into the project can do that. And you send it straight to the WP Community Collective, and then they forward it onto that project. And in, in that way, hopefully, there'll be this constant flow of 
you know, money going in one direction and making its way out to the people who need it because, well, there's a lot of people out there who would love to contribute, have the skills to contribute, but as we said, they don't have the finance to contribute. So interesting initiative. I don't know if anybody wants to comment on that. We did mention it a bit last week, but the podcast aired this week, so I thought I'd mention it. Feel free to jump in now, Maestro, or or anybody, any of you. Yeah, I think it's... Um... So I'm noticing a pattern and a trend during this conversation. Everything we've been yeah. talking about has been associated with some type of money or the need of funding, right? Yeah, that's right. Subject we've talked about, right? So I think I didn't want to like go too ahead of um, ourselves, but I wanted to in the, on our first conversation to say, hey, we're going to get into a potential uh, way that you know would help resolve some of those issues within this particular topic right here. Um, it's something else I've noticed a pattern when I watch the state of the words or word camp um you know when they're asking matt you know at the end ask matt i always watch those because i want to see how he's going to respond to certain questions and every year um i see people asking about um you know how they can get more help um financially with country uh contributing and especially with this last one word camp um asia um i saw a lot of information on that as well um in the asking the questions so it's kind of interesting that um you know it's and again, I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, what we are aren't allowed to say or the situations, but I just see that there is some kind of disconnect between, you know, the direction of the, as Mike already alluded to, open source versus, you know, people contributing and wanting to volunteer or wanting to give help or wanting to do things, but they just don't have that incentive uh, financially, especially, you know, with all the layoffs. So. I just think it's something that's very important, um, but I love what they're doing. I read the um, article. I didn't listen to the entire podcast, but uh, I did check out some of the examples that they said that they were attributing these funds to and things that they were not attributing the funds to. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Mm, yeah, the idea was is to create these fellowships for something. So it's not just random. There are, there are things which, right. and they are, they're bound to wordpress.org um initiatives so it, it's not just anything um, so anyway if you go to the wp community collective i believe that's right or you can go to the open collective i'll put the links in the show notes uh, you can see the current state of funding and it's not got there yet so apropos of everything we've been talking about today this is i think this is a good way to put your money into an open source if you don't know where you wish it to go. I've got to say sorry to <laughs> Adam, uh, who's in fact not called Andy. Um, sorry about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, somehow my name's got messed up as well. Look, it says on the screen now I'm called Natalie. So I don't, I don't, know what's, don't really know what's going on today. Um, so, so anyway, sorry, Adam. I've met Adam as well and I've got no excuse. Uh, Courtney says, let's fund contributors too. Right. That's been the strain of what we've been talking about today. Cultivating where, oh, cumulative, does that say cumulatively? Do you think like cumulatively we're half? Oh yeah. Cumulatively we're halfway to the goal of funding Alex Stein for six months work at five hours a week. Okay. So they need, I can't forget what the goal was, but it was, it was several thousand dollars. It wasn't a gigantic amount of money. Automatic just provided 2k hey nice thank you most of the income was from individual contributors the general fund can be reallocated to access to the accessibility fund as well. oh, okay so if you put it into if you 
go to WP Community Collective and you, alloc if you allocate it to a pot, it can be siphoned off elsewhere if you wish. Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks, Audrey, uh, for uh, saying it's all good. I'm just going to use any name beginning with A now just because it's funny. So, Audrey, it is. Cumulatively, yes, thank you. All right, let's go on to the next piece. Unless either of you two had anything you want to say about that. Apologies, Kathy. I think it's awesome. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, go and listen to the podcast episode. Courtney and Say explain it really, really well. Although we had lots of hiccups with the audio and it was a mighty editing task. Just put it that way. <laughs> Uh, if you are a main WP user and you are a Jetpack user, this might be of interest to you. So it's kind of plug-in sort of stuff, this piece. Main WP have integrated Jetpack security, so Jetpack Protect and Jetpack Scan uh, inside their interface. Uh, I've actually found the Jetpack article. Usually I'm when main WP update things, I'm showing the main WP article, but this is on the Jetpack website. Uh, and now you can do that. For, you can do all that scanning goodness inside your WP, sorry, your main WP interface. There's not really a lot to say about that, so I'll just drop that in and quickly move on. Uh, all right, so this is interesting as well, talking about plugins. Let's move on to themes. When WordPress 6 came out, it came out with the 2023 theme, and it had this really interesting innovation in it where um, instead of it being almost like one theme, you had a whole load of different variations. And if memory serves, they were called style variations. Yes, there it is on the screen. It came with 19, no, it came with 10 style variations. And uh, no, it didn't. I can't remember. It came with several, right? A handful of style variations. They excluded some. They just cherry picked the best ones. But there's been a, a suggestion mooted recently that why don't we sort of carry this idea on? And so Sarah Gooding writes a piece called WordPress Themes Team Proposes Community Themes Initiative. And I'll just quote it because it's the easiest way. Representatives of the WordPress Themes Team are looking to carry forward the momentum contributors found in creating the 2020 theme style variations. Um, automatic sponsored core contributor Maggie Cabrera published a proposal that seeks to extend this new era of increased design contributions through a community themes project. The goal is to bring theme, uh, bring together a squad of people to build block themes all year round uh, with the same default in the same way that default themes are built. So rather than just having this one big release, 2023, 2024, whatever it may be, just this ongoing sort of cycle. Um, I think it's largely born out of the fact that it's turned into a, a little bit of a damp squib. We were hoping to have 500 block-based themes in the repository by now. We haven't quite hit half that number at the time this article went out, 247. So maybe it's a way of drumming up support for that. I said, when I was talking about redesigning the WP Builds website, I'd stayed away from a block-based theme just because of the, the limited things that I could do with headers and so on and so forth. So I can sort of see why this initiative might be needed. So there, that's what that is. Anybody interested in this? I guess if you're running an agency, this might be of interest to you. No, nope. Maestro. <laughs> I, I, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Nathan, and I almost, Nathan, the, the, almost got me. The, the Natalie almost got me. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, don't, don't yeah, do I'm gonna, it. I'm going to change that any moment now to something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, to your point, I don't really use uh, block-based themes, but um, I do think that it's it's something that 
it's a, it's a good idea. I mean, it's going to be interesting, as you mentioned, it being done year around. Um, it's all, it's, I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to explain because I'm a little biased. Uh, Kathy would know, like I use the cadence theme, so I'm a little biased. Okay. Uh, but I do think that um, it's something that because um, Gutenberg and the editor ex is, is extending so much and full site editing, I mean, it's here, it's expanding and um, people want to, I think people are more curious more than anything. Cause it's just like, okay, we add another 250, like we're at 250, man, we didn't make that 500. Okay, yeah. How yeah. people are using 200, like who are, who's actually using and then how much more do they want out of new types of themes? Um, or is it just one of those things where you just want quantity? You know, are we going after quantity? Are we going after quality? Are we going after just options? Is that what we just, we just want more? Yeah, options? for me, it's totally options. It was the lack of options, right? It was just the fact that in a, a, a theme that I'm quite familiar with and comfortable with, I, I've just got this muscle memory. I know where all the options are, and I know that it can do this by clicking a button, whereas in the block editor, eh, less options. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So anyway, there we go. Um, right. That was WP Tavern WordPress theme team proposes community themes initiative. Right. In the spirit of changing names, I think all of us should change our name. I am now officially called Dennis Wonky. Um, and, you know, anybody wants, to, <laughs> anybody wants to join me on this adventure, feel free. There's always something stupid in this show. I don't know quite how it always creeps in, but it always creeps in. And I blame... Um, Alexander, you know, the guy that started all this a minute ago. Uh, right, Jetpack. Okay, this is my weekly Mastodon tirade. There's quite a few bits and pieces in here. Gotta love the Mastodon. We're now at nearly 10 million users. Um, I, I've got a feeling, got a feeling Mike is not going to be enjoying this next section. Are you just shaking your head with the word Mastodon there, Mike? Yeah, I'm so upset. <laughs> Yeah, of Mastodon well, and the billion new social networks. Talk to me in two years. Yeah, two years. Okay, yeah, when it's actually got uh, some impact. When, when this all when this all shakes out. Yeah, uh, yeah, good, good point. Yeah, uh, I, I actually was I was talking to uh, an influencer marketing company, and Twitter is kind of on sale right now for ads. You know, because it's such a weird marketplace. So um, there's definitely opportunities to be had and everything so uh mastodon's fine i have a mastodon account but i i don't think it's going to be anywhere close to where twitter was um yeah yeah ha ha enjoy it have fun yeah that, well i'm really enjoying it actually it's quite interesting Good. so i'll just just quickly go through these things um if you if you have made that leap and you are putting some time into that maybe of interest for you to know that jetpack if you've got that installed and are running it on your website jetpack 11.9 adds uh, a social sharing button for Mastodon. So, you know, you've got the bottom of the post, you've got all the Twitter, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And curiously, Pocket and Skype. Um, Skype is still in there. Anybody raise your hand if you're using Skype? Beulah, Beulah. Um, yeah, so uh, it's still there. But they've added Mastodon. So you just click a button, and now when you click uh, on that, you're told you're asked to fill in the details of what Mastodon server you're using, and you can share that. Uh also, if you another Mastodon tool, if you're interested in turning Mastodon into, um, you know, a, a source where you can automate automatically post things, this is quite nice. You can point your RSS feed from your WordPress website at this tool. It's called mastofeed.org. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you pollute 
Mastodon, but you know, if you're producing a piece of content, you having to manually go over there because a lot of these automatically publishing tools haven't caught up yet. Jetpack apparently is thinking about doing this. Go to Masto feed, put in your RSS feed, and it should cross post. Presumably, it's taking the featured image, title, excerpt. I don't really know, but mastofeed.org. And also, uh, a friend of mine, Daniel, he did two of the word survey. Two is the, the, the word which can be substituted for tweet. Where he, so Mike, this will be of interest to you actually, because he wanted to know actually what a WordPress is doing on Mastodon. And he had some good results. I mean, the survey was reasonably small. It was only 200 plus, I think it was a 203 or 204 people um, tooted in, oh, sorry, <laughs> mentioned it. But essentially, they're thinking that the, the WordPress community on Mastodon is becoming a bit more stable. I've definitely discovered that. The WordPress hashtag on um, on Mastodon for me now generates really great results. I've added it in as a search, you know, like on TweetDeck where you can have one column, which is just a hashtag. I've got that with WordPress and it just constantly delivers me what I need to know. A lot of the stuff from today will have come uh, through there. Uh, the majority of the participants find that WordPress is an important part, sorry, that Mastodon is increasingly becoming an important part of their social activity. Um, nearly all the participants suggest that it will become more so in the future. And also, quite interestingly, a lot of the people seem to be picking out WordPress-specific instances. So unlike Twitter, where you go to twitter.com and that's it, with Mastodon, you have to pick an instance to set your account up with. I've actually got one. Um, it's here. It's at wpbuilds.social. Feel free. It's open and you can come and join. But um, a lot of people seem to like the idea of that because you can search, you can set it up so that it only shows things from that particular instance. And we've got a few people over there posting. And um, yeah, so more Mastodon stuff. So we, um, so as a segue, <laughs> see how long, see how long Twitter goes. Uh, this week or last week, in fact, um, apparently a Twitter engineer brought down Twitter last Monday. Uh, he was playing with the API, and he's now the only person who's in charge of now. What is it? He's the only engineer who's essentially got oversight over whether things should be committed in his sphere of influence. He committed things. Lots of things started to break. And, Mike, this is the bit that's getting me worried, right? I, I know that Twitter's better, bigger, more fully featured. But seriously, does this sort of stuff worry you where a single engineer can take down Twitter for a period of time? Twitter's a cluster right now. I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm not saying Twitter is perfectly safe and the best thing of all time. It's it's not. And, you know, uh, Musk's ownership hasn't helped things, um, you know, especially with, you know, he just did another round of layoffs with a bunch of managers that he oh, has. Really? Uh, he sent an email and asked managers to nominate who their direct reports would be good for possible promotions in the future. And almost everyone that was recommended, um, got promoted to the manager's job and then the 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 nominating manager got fired so that Ooh, was like, oh that's hideous so yeah twitter's not great right now but that being said it, i'm not going to sit here and say oh mastodon's going to be all end all there's a billion things going on a billion social networks right now things are going to come go get bought out the twitter in two years from now might 
be the same. It might be way worse. It might be dead. Mastodon might be the most popular. I don't think it will be because of the individual little small groups that it that makes it good for some things but not good for other things so uh yeah i'm not uh, i'm gonna hold on to twitter as long as i can just because i've created it for well over a decade yeah Uh, but i'm not saying that it's in a good spot i don't think it's in a good spot i think uh i'm guessing elon musk is trying to make it as cheap as possible Get cut the cost down as much as possible, potentially get the revenue up somehow, and uh, then just sell it um, or just take a big loss on it um, yeah. for, for yeah. tax reasons. Um, no, it's not in a good spot right now, but I also don't think uh, I, I read every week. Product Hunt has five to 10 new social networks every week. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. covered some of them on, um, on post status, and it, it, I'm just kind of sick of the new Twitter killer coming out every couple of weeks, but uh, Mastodon's cool. So, did you see? Um, oh, what's it called? Right. Um, did you see this week the Activity Pub plugin? Um, I didn't include this for some reason because a I just thought there was like maximum amounts of Mastodon already. But ActivityPub is the protocol which Mastodon is built on top of. So basically, it's a skin for ActivityPub. So if you go to all of these other similar things like PixelFed, they're using the exact same underlying protocol. It's ActivityPub. Look who just started to look who just started to commit to the ActivityPub plugin on WordPress. Those people. So I think they're starting to take this a little bit more seriously. This plugin's been around for a while. Essentially, it turns your WordPress website into an instance of ActivityPub, a.k.a. Mastodon. Um, and so Automatic are now officially fronting up the... Well, not only, but along with Matthias... I can't say that name. Feffery, sorry, Matthias... Um, they've decided to inject their efforts into that. So that gives me some kind of, yeah, some kind of pause for thought. Look, there you go. Picture of WordPress next to a picture of the, see, no no tweet bird there, is there, on that picture? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, anything to do with that, Kathy, or anything to do with that, uh, Maestro? Anything? Or should we just quickly move on to more WordPressy stuff? Let's move on. Uh, Right, a few events, because this stuff matters. Phoenix WordCamp is happening, good grief, uh, in the next few days, really. March 24th to the 25th. Let's just scroll a little bit here. Oh, look at that. There's a name right at the top. Day one. uh, Kicking it off. Kathy Zant. Passwords are broken. Passkeys are coming to save us. Um, how, How long has... This one been in the making. Are you are you pleased to be speaking here? It looks like a pretty full on event. In all honesty, yeah, there's people coming from all over the world, and some of the topics, most of the topics are are pretty future focused. Like there's a lot of interesting um, interesting stuff happening. Lots of great speakers. Uh, so I definitely wanted to highlight this. And anybody who's going to be there, I'm going to be there. Come find me. Cadence is sponsoring. So we'll have a little a little booth where you can come hang out with me and get some Cadence swag. Has it typically been quite a big event in terms of the, obviously, the, there's a lot of people speaking. Yeah. But in terms of the people, the number of people showing up, it's a big thing, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, in terms okay. of all the word camps that I've been to, 
like Miami's massive. It's just people come from all over the place. It's it's usually timed very well in the springtime when people are like, hey, get me out of the snow. And then Phoenix as well. There's tons of people coming because they, they also have like the Cactus League uh, baseball happening in Phoenix at that time, too. So a lot of people are like word camp and nice weather and baseball. And so it yeah, okay. attracts a lot of people. Yeah, you've you've totally um, you've got the got the formula just right there, haven't you? Good weather, sport. WordPress, nice. Um, so here we are. We're looking at the phoenix.wordcamp.org page forward slash 2033 forward slash schedule. Um, I haven't looked into the state of tickets or anything like that, but yeah, Kathy's kicking it off and then there's a whole laundry list. So it looks like there's about 10 people on each track each day, of which there are two tracks, one called Full Court, one called Fast Break. And yeah, loads and loads going on. So go check that out. Another event going on. Look at this one. Look, this is the Cadence Amplifier. Is this new? I do apologize if you've run in this for a second or third time, but it's, this is, it's look. It's brand new. Brand and new. I, and I used AI to come up with the title. <laughs> it didn't come up with it. It took 30, 30 times, and then I was like, ooh, Amplify. That's kind of interesting. And then I played with that for a while. So it's an AI-chosen title. A yeah. trivia there for you. But, okay. yeah, we put it out just – there's so many people in the Cadence community who are really active, uh, Maestro being one of them because he's, he's helping us kick this off. So um, it very, very exciting. Cool people coming to share their knowledge about everything from – funnels to seo to accessibility to uh crms uh we've got michelle speaking about podcasting um so we've got tons of uh tons of cool people going to be at this event on thursday and it's going to be on youtube two tracks so you can bounce between the two different tracks and kind of uh kind of be a fun event i'm excited Look at this. Peter Ingersoll's happening at the same time. I don't believe he's talking about building a slide presentation in Cades. I think he's going to be talking about the weather. Um, we all know that's <laughs> what he does. So, yeah, Peter, like you're going to be talking about Caden. Um, firstly, a couple of things. A, congratulations. I know how much work goes into these kind of events, and it's not easy. There's a lot that goes on in the background. Secondly, cool website. I like... I like the way you've laid it out. I'm, I'm not making a comparison, but I do think it's an interesting comparison. There's the there's the Phoenix one, and I think I think yours is I think there's just something about it. It just stands out. It's really really nice. Um, so the obvious question, I know more or less everybody's going to ask it. Do I need to be into blocks and cadence to show up to this event? I know you've just sort of highlighted that, but would it yeah. would it be a good idea if I was a cadence subscriber already? Will I get more out of it if I am? Um, not necessarily, because we're going to be talking about everything from, I mean, obviously, I firmly believe that blocks and Gutenberg and, and building within native WordPress um, is better for the web and better for your site. Uh, but we'll be talking about all kinds of things um, from performance, SEO. Um, mm -hmm. So you don't need to be into uh into cadence. We're going to have a security talk, Robert Rowley from Patch Stack, who just came out with that really great um State of, state uh, of state WordPress of, security, yeah. Yes, yeah. So he's going to be talking about that and how all you know all of their findings and what that means. So this is really about WordPress, but you know what's cadence? Like we're helping you get more out of WordPress, more out of the web. Um, and so we just you know I wanted to put this event on um, first of all just because there's so many knowledgeable people within the cadence community, and I wanted to highlight them. But also I want people to be more successful with the web, and so. I kind of 
worked a lot of people pitch talks there's a lot of pitch talks here but there's a lot of people i'm like you know this person i know they know their stuff they're really awesome and i reached out and make basically curated a few of these talks so um yeah i just want people to be successful it's all free it's going to be on youtube it'll be recorded so you can just go find it if you can't make it on thursday nice but it's so much fun to come to a live event look at everybody in your in your uh in the chat here they just add so much color so oh so yes yeah indeed yeah it's great and speaking of which max hi max saying he's looking forward to it um courtney is saying look there's peter yes there's peter um maestro oh that's a nice comment maestro i'll make your day maestro yeah. is one of my favorite presenters on wordpress tv that's cool what a nice thing to say and then peter uh, it says, I bow to the, ma- I bow to the maestro oh, you who is speaking at the same time that I am. <laughs> There's a little bit of a rivalry going on there. Look at that. <laughs> Peter, Peter and maestro at the same time. Maestro, are you excited about this? You got, you, are you ready? Have you got everything prepped? Absolutely. I, I honestly, to me, this has been a long time coming and I think Kathy and, and Ben and Hannah have done a great job. Um, I have some, you know, I've been, um, a guest on their podcast in in the past. So I've gotten to know them a little bit more intimately, which is really, really cool. <clears throat> Kathy has been somewhat of a, or Vicky has been somewhat <laughs> of a, does she? Oh, yeah, look. <laughs> a role model. <laughs> you think I was going to see that, Kathy, huh? But yeah, she's definitely been somewhat of a, a mentor in some ways. And um, shout out, humble uh, shout outs to uh, uh, Michelle Frechette as well, too. She's the reason why I'm here. And she's actually... Um, put me on some opportunities. So I like to pay homage when homage is due, you know, whenever I can have an opportunity. But this event I've been waiting for, and I didn't know it was going to happen. Um, so I've been waiting for this for a while. I think it's right on time. The fact that they've put it on so fast. I don't know how long it's been in the works for planning wise, but um, you all did a great job putting everything together, uh, making it look nice um, and professional. And then going back to your point, um, Nathan slash Dennis the Menace, um, when it comes to, <laughs> I had to go there. Uh, when it comes to um, the the look and style, I've noticed that pattern on a lot of word camp, you know, um, uh, or word even um, uh, meetups. Uh, when it comes to their styling of their page, I've noticed that style is like the new standard. So I'm not sure if they're doing that intentionally or not. But it's I've just noticed all word. They're all locked. Oh, okay. yeah, it's all locked in. You can't even install any plugins. So it's locked into this multi-site. So it's very formulaic in terms of all how how that all works. But oh, it's, it's also very yeah. interesting to work with having been in there and like having to pull people out. And yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. So it's not really it. fair for uh, um, right. Dennis to call out Phoenix because they're very limited in their eyes. I do apologize. Yes, you are. I, and I didn't know that. So yes, thank you. I uh, I stand corrected and I humbly apologize. But yeah, there is no comparison. But I do like yours, Kathy. I think your one looks really good. Can I, I just can say, say the way I the way we like workflowed. So marketing me, um, <laughs> I put together this page and then I'm like, I just handed it over to the designer who was then just tweaked it and made it look so much better. So I basically put the content in and they knew what all that, it, there was no like Figma. It was like all done right within WordPress with cadence blocks. And it, it was a really nice workflow because they knew exactly what they were dealing with. There was no like content coming in afterwards. They had the, the page all laid out there and they made it look the way they wanted it to look. So a huge shout out to 
uh, sailor on the Cadence team who did this for us. She did a great job. Bravo, bravo. I'm going to have to move it on. But yeah, so please go check it out. Uh, CadenceWP.com um, forward. Well, I, do you know what? I'll post it in the show notes. But if you just Google Cadence Amplify, I'm sure that you will get where you need to go. Starting on the uh, Thursday, March the 16th. And there's two tracks going on all day long. Finishing off with Ben Rittner doing what I've now entitled the State of the Blocks. And um, <laughs> I'm going to go and Go and get the domain stateoftheblocks.com very quickly. Um, okay, from one event to the other, Phoenix, Amplify, now on to CloudFest. Um, Mike, perhaps it's would it be easier to just hand this one over to you? Tell us why we're yeah, talking about CloudFest. So if big. you want to do the hackathon first, because that's before um, the main event. Uh, 20th, um, is the, that here? Uh, it's the other tab. I thought you had two tabs open. One oh, I do, I do, I do. One second. That one, thank you. Yeah, cool. So CloudFest um, is the second version of uh, World Hosting Days, WHD, if you remember that. Um, it's the world's largest um, uh, cloud infrastructure conference, although there are a lot more than um, infrastructures. So um, we're, uh, we'll have a big team there, um, Codable. We'll have about 20 of our devs there. So the Hackathon, which we're a sponsor of, if you want to scroll down to the sponsors, lots of WordPress companies are sponsored for the Hackathon, um, is this weekend. I think over 150 um, developers are doing a bunch of different projects. Um, but like Automatic's a sponsor, Codable's a sponsor, Google Inside, Post Status, Web Pros, Yoast, XWP. So it's it's kind of one of the it's one of the it's the largest unknown WordPressy conference out there. So this is the hackathon starts on Saturday, ends on Monday. Uh, uh, we'll be there. Um, we'll be launching two new products actually at, from Ooh. Codable at CloudFest next week, which we're super excited about. And then if you flip over to the main conference, which is the slide you were on. This goes from the 20th through the 23rd. Um, so Monday, the 20th, is actually WordPress Day. So it's all WordPress, WordPress talks um, by lots of people we know and love. And then later in the week, I think Thursday, possibly, Josepa is giving a keynote um, uh, later in the week. And there's hundreds of speakers. It's a great conference. Uh, they have over 10, 000, almost 10,000 registrations right now. It's in Roost, Germany, which is one of the smallest villages you'll ever know. Um, but it's actually a theme park. And the rides oh. are open during the conference just for the attendees. <laughs> oh, so, um, the temptation. Uh, I, I, I did put a link. I did uh, share with you a free coupon code. There's lots of free coupon codes for CloudFest, but uh, you can use this coupon code on your screen for a free ticket that's valued at 399 euros. Uh, I oh. recommend going. It's a great event. Um, I've gone for seven, eight years, and uh, um, it's gone through a lot of iterations, a lot of people. Uh, GoDaddy, I think, last year during 2020 sold it off back to the original founders of CloudFest because GoDaddy used to own it because it used to be owned by Host Europe and then GoDaddy bought Host Europe. And then I think uh, 2020 hit and then they sold it back to the original founders. So it's gone through a bunch of iterations, but it's a great event. And CloudFest USA is back, actually. So if you go to cloudfest.com slash USA, uh, at the end of April uh, in Austin, Texas, uh, for the first time in like 
five years, um, CloudFest is coming back to the USA as well. So um, if you can't make the Germany one, um, definitely check out the one in Austin at the end of um, April to early June, right before WordCamp Europe. So it, it's a great event. I highly recommend people go. And they also stream a lot of the talks on the YouTube station and Facebook Live and stuff like that too. Um, um, Mike, first of all, thank you. I, I, honestly, this one just totally gets under my radar ev every time. And so thanks for the explainer on, well, I didn't realize there was a European one and a, um, and a USA one. Uh, I will put all the links to the show notes, including Mike's uh, coupon code, which is going to, did you say free, like from 399 yeah. or something? Yeah, so, yeah. so it, it'll save you 399 euros off your ticket, which makes your your main ticket free or is almost half off a VIP ticket. So That is absolutely phenomenal. So I'll be sure to put that into the show notes that follow on from this, or you can just hit me up and I'll, I'll have written it down somewhere and made a note of it. So that's, wow. So CloudFest uh, definitely happening March the 20th or... There's the hackathon. What was the date for that? Was the date was that the date before? Was that the eighteenth, nineteenth, through the twenty third is the whole event. Um, right. You know, if you can include the hackathon. So I'll be leaving on Thursday and coming back next Saturday. Nice. <laughs> and because of that, I will not be going to WordCamp Phoenix. There are people who are doing both, but. I couldn't leave a day early from CloudFest because of the things we have to do business-wise. And I really didn't want to do a red eye on Friday night and then going straight into WordCamp Phoenix. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I that would, makes I sense. Yeah. Wow. Loads going on in the WordPress space this week. This is incredible. This is a super busy week. Right. We're very, very much running out of time. Let me just quick, quickly flick through because I don't want to hold the guests. I know Mike's on a bit of a tight schedule. Um, we had, we were going to talk about signal. I apologize, maestro. I don't know. Do you think we can do your YouTube video in under a minute or do we wait for that for another time? Maybe we can wait. Um, it wasn't the whole, it was just a little clip part, um, that, that, that guest speaker was mentioning, but it was basically, um, uh, iterating, I think what Mike had already mentioned back in the, the chat, um, when it came at the chat, excuse me, but, uh, mentioned earlier, um, about diversity. And it was a question of WordPress having a marketing issue. Um, I thought it was very interesting. It was back in, I think, WordCamp US uh, 2022. And it was a question asked about just WordPress having a marketing problem. Um, yeah. And it was also attributed to the whole diversity, inclusion, and accessibility aspect of things, just getting more people aware who are in um, disadvantaged um, scenarios and me being a minority myself, I'm just striving to do as much representation as far as bring awareness to this topic, uh, because Mike already said it, um, it's still a, a huge issue. <laughs> you know, it's still a really big issue for, for a lot of folks. So I just thought it was an interesting uh, point that it was mentioned at that particular uh, WordCamp. I'm really sorry that the the time got away with us. We obviously got tied up with all sorts of different topics. What I will say is that I will post the link that Maestro has posted to me. Uh, it's a YouTube link, um, and it's from WordCamp US in conversation with Matt Mullenweg on stage, and it's an interesting question. I will link to it 
uh, in the show notes. And possibly if I can persuade you to come back on this show another time, we'll bump it up because it's not like that conversation appears to be going away anytime soon. So yes, that's that's it. There were other things, including security and all sorts of other things, but we've run out of time. It only remains for me to ask you to join me in the humiliation that is the wave that we always do at the end of this show. What we always do is we put the hands up like this. Am I going to get Maestro and Mike? Is Mike? Can he? Is he going to do it? Or nice, cleared off look. <laughs> Oh, that'll do. That'll do nicely. That's perfect. Let's go with that. That's very cool indeed. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you to all the people who posted comments. Uh, deep, heartfelt thanks to Maestro, to Vicky, a.k.a. Kathy, um, to Dennis, don't know who he is, and to just Demo. That, I appreciate it so much. It's been a fabulous conversation, full of insight, and, uh, yeah, really great. Hopefully we'll get you back on the show at some other point. Take it easy, guys. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.